0: we can save one life if we can get one person to know that they had something I can, it's a huge win same thing for you know Stephanie and dealing with the with the breast cancer and you know getting people in for the mammogram bus um, I've talked to two or three people now that are like how do I get signed up where do I go so it's it's, it's great I think I think we're gonna have a full house uh, you know for both
1: welcome to the Friday conversation for Lee Summit Town Hall today I have uh, my friend my landlord I guess are you a landlord too? I am not a landlord. I don't know. What are we? What are we at Bridge Bay? Your, You're your members. I'm a member. You're a member. We're a membership organization. And most importantly for today's conversation, a cancer survivor, Ben Rayo. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. Hey, and welcome. Welcome. To is this the multi guest club?
0: But is but isn't this like uh, like two hundred shows or something for you? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Next Almost.
1: next Wednesday will be my two hundredth episode wow. for Link to Lee Summit. That's cool. Congratulations. And you, sir, just in time, made the multi-episode club. This is your second appearance.
0: Second appearance. Yes, I am here. It's been a long time, though. It is. It was, it was way before Bridge Space was even opened. It was a long time ago.
1: Bridge Space had a different name.
0: Yeah, it was Coworkly
1: Summit. Yeah. Well, I have you on here today. You and my wife, Stephanie, are are putting on a really cool event coming up ne- yeah. next Saturday. Not this coming. The next Saturday, April 20th. April 20th, 20th yeah a cancer awareness event. We're calling it Live Next. Stephanie came on last week and told her story a little bit. I thought it would be a good idea for you to come on and tell us why you got involved in this event and what it means to you.
0: Uh, I I wanted to get involved and have been involved for the last nine years trying to bring awareness to skin cancer. Um, Skin cancer is kind of the stepchild, I think, of all cancers because everybody says it's not a big deal. Uh, You know, it's just skin. You get a mole, you get it removed, it's all done. And uh, a lot of people don't understand where skin cancer kind of goes and how it can uh, manifest or metastasize into something much more deadly, uh, melanoma.
1: And we've gotten to a point, though, it's kind of cool from my perspective that we've gotten to a point that people make that mistake sometimes. So my father died of melanoma in, in 1982, and back then you said the word and you were done. We couldn't do anything so it is kind of cool to a point that we've gotten really good at it on the medical side of things
0: we have we have and um, you know so nine years ago I um, saw a mole on my back that I was like that looks weird just looks odd doesn't look right and then so I scheduled something with a dermatologist and um, I went in and he said yeah that doesn't look right he, he cut it off they sent it out for tests and a few days back I got the results and they said Hey, uh, I want to let you know you have cancer. I'm like, okay, big deal. Skin cancer. Got it. You got it. You cut it out. It's all done. Um, no, we're going to refer you to a specialist. And so I started to do a little research and I shared it with my mother and father and my mother started going out and Googling what's melanoma. And she's like,
1: that's almost the worst thing we can do is let our right, mother right, start Googling.
0: Yeah. So my mother's Googling melanoma calling back and, and she is, uh, extremely concerned. Um, and so it, uh, the, the, you know, it was a really, it's a really fascinating um, disease, and just the whole process. So that was on my back, and I have a gigantic chunk of my back taken out. So when they find cancer on your, on your skin, depending on how deep or how big the cancer cells are, they take a certain number of millimeters out from around that and deep. So I have a scar that's almost eight inches wide and an inch and a half. Well, it's in the shape of like a big, gigantic. I was trying to figure out what kind of cool tattoo could I get? Like (laughs) like it was a cloud that the sun was coming up over or something. And and so you talk about going to a dermatologist to have your skin looked at because you've got regular moles, which I have plenty of, of moles and they're fine, no big deal. Um, but then you move to something where you might have like a basal cell carcinoma, which is kind of the pre cancer um, to, to melanoma. And so mine had gone full blown melanoma and it had metastasized to my left lymph nodes under my left armpit. And so I had that surgery where they cut that on my back and they cut it out of my, cut out some of my lymph nodes and sent those into pathology for testing. You know, it's interesting. The process of finding out where the cancer is going is kind of like a uh, like an MRI or a uh, CT scan, but it's a PET scan. And so they inject you with some nuclear, uh, a little bit of sugar water with some nuclear stuff in it that they can track and you go into a tight tube. Which I'm a little bit claustrophobic, so that that's that was a little crazy, you know. I found myself humming, uh, yeah, so keep myself not too crazy because you're really tight. It's a really
1: tight too, and you, and you cannot
0: move. And you can't move, and you're in it for like 45 minutes because what they're doing is they're taking they're taking shots every so um, every so often, and they're able to watch that. The can- cancers like sugar. They like energy. And so it actually traveled the path of where the cancer went from my back to my left lymph node. And that's how they knew that's where they needed to go in. When they took out that first lymph node and they tested it, they found that melanoma had made it to that lymph node. And so they went back in 30 days later and took out some more around that spot. And fortunately, none of those had any any melanoma in them. You know, once it gets to the lymphatic system, you're pretty much finished if you don't catch it real quick. Because it's going to get pushed through your entire body.
1: It sounds like you almost had that that kind of same attitude at first, though, that was like, ah, oh, it's skin cancer. You're going to cut it out. It's not a big deal. I mean, but so, did you kind of get that that shock a little bit when you realized it was more than that?
0: I think I was shocked. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I enjoy working out. I enjoy going to the gym, and um, it was in pretty good shape. And um, know I'm like oh gosh I gotta have surgery like when can I get back to working out and what you know what can I do and it's like well after these surgeries we're gonna send you to interferon treatments and so one of the things with melanoma is you got to cut it out cut it out right you you can't uh, you you can't go in it's it's not like uh, it's not like chemo Um, interferon affects your immune system and so it knocks you down so if you know that achiness that you get in your bones and the way that you feel tired when you have the flu this is what happens when you do get interferon, interferon treatments. So I would go to the cancer center Monday through Friday. I would go sit in a chair. They would inject me with something. Two in, two hours later, I would leave, and they would give me a couple of Tylenols I left um, to kind of knock down that. And I felt achy and tired, and it was a weird time. It was a weird time in my life. I was like, okay. Um, they said, if you can go work out and you want to do anything you want to have in your normal life, that's up to you if you feel up to it. So I, I, I did continue to hit the gym and, and continue to, to do that just to keep a little sanity during that period of time. And I had to do that for about six, seven weeks. It doesn't well, that's make- what I
1: wondered. Is it, was, that, was that a way that you just kind of – was that kind of your coping was to try to force yourself to keep that routine?
0: Um, I think it was. Um, you know, Rhonda actually kind of enjoyed it um, in some ways, my wife, <laughs> uh, because it was uh, instead of like um, going out and doing yard work for eight hours – on a Saturday in the yard and doing stuff and being active all day, I would go out for 90 minutes to two hours. And then I'm like, I'm done for the day. I'm done. I'm beat. And, uh, you know, I'd lay on the couch and we'd watch movies. So she's like, yeah, I like, yeah. You know, how do we get some, how do we get Ben on some interferon treatments on a full-time <laughs> basis to get him kind of yeah, calm down? Right. So, um, you gotta and find it, those silver linings. Yeah, and my my kids were um, my kids were pretty young. Um, you know, they were like nine and, and eleven or eight and eight and ten, and that's a little scary. They're old enough to kind of understand. Oh 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 oh, Dad's is Dad gonna die? Um, so got through that, and um, every since then, I've made an effort to try to encourage people to get their skin looked at. A good friend of both of ours, um, you know, Dustin Stellar. And he wouldn't mind that I was saying this. Um, you know, I encouraged him for a long time to go get his head looked at because he's got no hair on his head. And he's got a spot he thought was weird. And it was basal cell carcinoma. And they took a big chunk off his forehead. Um, he just went back recently and they found another spot on his head and a spot on his chest. And so without that, that stuff would turn into something much worse. So um, it, it is, if you don't have insurance, my my dermatologist charges $100 for a visit to look at your skin you know for this april 20th event that we're doing um we're gonna have a dermatologist here from uh from cornerstone dermatology um they're gonna be here from 11 to 2 and you're gonna come in and you'll sign up and they will do free skin uh screenings and so you'll just come in you'll fill out some paperwork and uh, we'll have a room that we have all blocked off here at bridge space and you'll be able to come in get your skin sc- screen looked at for free and you know what if we can save one life, if we can get one person to know that they had something, I can, it's a huge win. Same thing for you know Stephanie and dealing with the with the breast cancer and you know getting people in for the mammogram bus. Um, I've talked to two or three people now that are like, "How do I get signed up? Where do I go?" So it's it's great. I think I think we're gonna have a full house, um, you know, for both.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things Stephanie and I talked about was that you know if we get if we get five people that that sign up, we, we've done good. I think
0: you're going to have a lot more. People five.
1: So, so I hope that I, I just, I think, you know, she always, she always says, if we can just get one more person, one more person to, to get checked and just so they know yes or no. And I mean, I, she's, you know, that's a big deal.
0: The the skin thing is a, is a little easier to, to track. You know, after I had the surgeries, I was going back every six months and they would either do a CT scan, a PET scan or a chest x-ray. And I did that for five years. And once you get past the five years, that's a real milestone, as you know. Uh, Stephanie just hit her five so years. Hers, yeah. Um, for the, you know, they say that the chance of reoccurrence is very, very slim if you if you get five years without reoccurring. I did have a couple of scares. They took something off my back about um, about two to three years ago, and I'm like, here we go again. You know.
1: Well, I want to ask you about that because um, I only I only have the perspective of the kid whose parent went through it, the husband whose wife went through it. And Stephanie has told me that there is there is always that little fear in the back of your head. So every time she goes back for a checkup, I mean, no, it doesn't even matter what it is. That there's always just this little, uh, am I gonna have to do this again? And I, and I just wondered if that if is that a common thing. I think. Is that uh, for you too?
0: Um, I think it might have been early on. Um, you know, like in the fifth year, they found a, they found a spot on, and and they couldn't figure out what it was, and so I'm like man what is going on here they they got me in for a chest x-ray and they see a spot on my lungs and then they they get me in to do a CT scan and they get me in to do an MRI and they figure out that it's probably just some scarring from something that maybe when I was a kid or something that I had you know had something from a from a bad cold or something that happened and it wasn't but it's like that went on for like six weeks that they couldn't figure it out
1: and you were on edge um,
0: as much as I could be, I you know I'm a roll water off a duck's back, right? Roll roll with the punches. You're a
1: pretty chill guy.
0: Uh, well, chills. I don't think anybody's ever described me as chill.
1: <laughs> well, I you don't get worked up. Um, yeah, very I, easily. I guess I, is get, better ex- way to I get excited about things, excited. but
0: I but I, I, I do I am able to let things go pretty quickly. Um, you know I am not a grudge holder. Um, well that's
1: that, that's that's good because I I may have broken a wall in here. Yeah. Well. Yeah. never mind.
0: So the, um, you know, just getting out and getting people to even know that how severe it can be, you know, this, the, the mold turns into basal cell carcinoma, then it moves to melanoma and then the melanoma starts to move through your body. And when that happens, it goes to your organs. Once it goes to your organs, you're pretty much done. Yeah. You're pretty much that's, that's game over. Um, I'm sure that I would not be alive today had I not caught that. I mean, it was already in my lymph nodes nine years ago. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, you know, my wife would be widowed up. My kids wouldn't have a dad and um, they probably have a new, new dad. I'm sure, you know, a bigger, better dad. Right.
1: Well, I I think that's that. If you can give any message to people, get checked so that your spouse doesn't trade up.
0: That's right. Yeah. Get, get your skin checked (laughs) so you don't get replaced by somebody better looking.
1: Well, I think let's let's kind of circle back around then to 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 the event and your message. I think that's a that's a good message that you keep doing. When are we doing this event again? April twentieth, right here in Bridge Space. Right at Bridge Space.
0: Uh, it's super simple to get a skin check. It's not a big deal. Um, they basically just look over your arms, your fingers, your your uh, back. Um, you know, there's things that as far as, uh, being in the sun, you know, they think the sun is a huge part of this, right? What happens is the sun burns your skin, it damages it. And then at some point I think it cooks some different chemicals or things in your, in your skin. And that kind of just starts to manifest into something bad. Um, I wear SPF 50, uh, shirts. Mm -hmm. We go to the beach. I wear long sleeve shirts. Um, and I constantly cover my neck and my back and I wear, I have a, I when I hike or we do anything in a mountain, especially high altitude or, or to beach. I've got a big hat that I wear and it's SBS 50. I look really, really cool in it. I should have worn it today. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm completely covered and I don't care. It doesn't really matter. Um, the whole tan thing, yeah, I'm I'm kind of past that in my life.
1: Well, I think it's nice that if you if if now if you go out to to beaches, lakes, ocean, whatever, I think you see more and more people doing that. So that's that's a that's a good sign to me because I used to be the only one that would always wear. Well, if the, you wear those shirts. SPF shirt,
0: the SPF long sleeve shirts in the summer, one, it's cooler, uh, and I don't mean like you look cool because you you can look cool, uh, but it's also um, you don't have to put sunscreen on your back, your shoulders your arms and constantly have to be lubing up. You just, you know, you're covering your neck and your legs and that's it. There's, right. there's no, there's no wake up in the middle of the night sweating. Cause you're so, so sunburned. Um, and
1: you might live longer
0: and you might live longer. And you know what? It's like, you think about the impact that that makes on families to catch something early like this. And that's the whole point of this awareness event, right? How do we just catch it a little bit early? How do we raise awareness? So the post I put out um, two days ago, three days ago on Facebook has a couple hundred people that have have viewed it. Um, you know, there's 20 or 25 comments on it, but it's been shared 10 or 12 times. And it got shared to somebody that somebody contacted me directly uh, that saw the original post, which was cool. It's like, um, we're going to come up. Somebody told me they're coming up for a mam- today, coming up for a mammogram and they're bringing their two kids for the. For the skin screening.
1: That is fantastic news. Yeah. That, that that kind of thing is what makes us feel good about doing that. April 20th in the parking lot in front of Bridge Space. You can find out more information by going to the Live Next event page. You can get there through the Facebook page, the Link to Lee Summit Facebook page. We all have it. We all have it there. We hope everyone will come out and get checked. It's easy and it's important.
0: It is. Thanks for having me on the show, Nick. Thank
1: you, Ben. I yeah. appreciate it. We'll talk. Here's to, to a long life, right? Here's to long life, and we'll talk to everyone on Monday.